And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Today, it is Tuesday afternoon, a sunny afternoon. Tuesday, July the 12th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me today, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing pretty well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Um, before I say my hot take, and just in case we don't get to a B block today, I just want to point out that it is hot as fuck in Brooklyn today. <clears throat> it's about 95 degrees and hundred percent humidity. It's Let's like see. too hot to go to the beach. It sucks. Uh, my hot take today has to do with the all-star game. Uh, the all-star game rosters were released and there's been a lot of talk about the snubs on this year's ballot. Um, specifically Freddie Freeman being left off the uh, I think he's like the number two in hits in the NL or something but my hot take here is that the biggest all-star game roster snub of the 2022 all-star game is Christian Vasquez catcher for the Red Sox oh that's a hot take yeah Uh, and let me tell you this because there aren't a lot of great catchers out there and he's better than every single one of them uh, I think the guy who got the starting nod, the Blue Jays catcher, is batting like 330 or something. And it's just batting on batting average alone that this guy has his uh, stats. But <clears throat> Christian Vasquez is having a hell of a year. He's like probably the, I think he's the top catcher, defensive metrics catcher, which is like the biggest thing with catchers. He's managing a pitching staff right now, which is all over the place and he's batting like 300 uh with like a 800 ops something like that um so anyway that's my hot take i like that i like that hot take um i thought you were gonna say jd martinez didn't he just get named he just got added to the roster just got added to the but you know dh I, i feel like there are other dhs out there i don't think that there's a catcher in baseball right now who's playing as well as Christian Vasquez. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's overlooked because, you know, the defensive metrics don't like the catcher is like the least sexy position on a baseball diamond. Right. And so, <clears throat> because like the things that make a really great catcher, are like not necessarily the hot shit and, and people don't get that. Yeah. Well, the um, other thing is that the blue Jays fans, packed the ballots for all-star voting right like every i think every position or almost every position had a blue jay in the finals and it, and it had to be everybody else's fan base ganging up to stop the blue jays from getting all the all-star right vote. so i wouldn't put too much stock in that you're just the canadians are well organized for some reason and also just don't mind like giving up all their personal data to like whatever NBC.com slash, right. I don't know, who's be- behind up slash China. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> to like vote as many times as possible. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe they just have like more legal protections from the Canadian government than maybe from ours. That would be interesting. Uh, Devos is your third base. He is an uh, all-star starter, correct? 
He's our only starter. Uh, he's joined by Xander Bogarts and uh, now JD Martinez. Yeah. Going to the All Star game. Right. For my team, the Chicago White Sox, our only guy so far is Tim Anderson, who is going to be a starter, which is good. Uh, but nobody else. We, uh, <coughs> White Sox fans were upset that Dylan Cease didn't get uh, whatever picked for starting pitching, but I don't know. I don't really care that much about the all-star game. I guess it matters for the players and like their contracts and bonuses and things like that. But yeah, all-star games just not my thing. We'll see. I'll probably watch it. Um, Hey everyone, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, where it's a pleasant 84 and sunny uh, my hot take is more of a shout out to the, oh, now I got to find it again. The Indian Premier Cricket League, a fake league designed to trick Russian betters in India. So the actual league, Cricket League in India, is the IPL, the Indian Premier League, which just finished their season. And as soon as their season start, stopped, the IPCL started. The IPCL was made up of uh, groups of farmers wearing IPL jerseys and fake crowd noise was played on speakers. They made $4,000 online before uh, they got found out and shut down. So I think that's genius. We need more fake leagues to try to juke uh, online Russian betters out of their money. I want a fake well, I don't know. I guess we have like the XFL and the USFL. People probably bet on those all the time. I also think this could be a uh, new weapon in the war against, you know, in the Ukrainian war against Russia. We could set up trick leagues to try to drain all the Russian oligarchs of their spending money. Right. Well, I don't know. If all of the rest of Europe taking their yachts away doesn't seem to make a dent. I don't know about like setting up a cricket pitch and a you know, Indian cow fields going to make a huge difference. <laughs> but people will bet on anything. I think that's the weakness. Right. When like, it comes down to it, we just need to like invent a new sport that's really just about betting. You right. know what I mean? Like, like dog racing or whatever. Right. Where it's like really the only entertainment is, is hey. betting, is the betting, you know? Hedgehog racing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? The answer is cockfighting, though, isn't it? Damn, that's already a thing. I know, but that's probably yeah, that's the only reason that exists, right? Or we like, need a new thing. Yeah, it, but like dogfighting—that's just about betting, also. Right. All those animal cruelty sports. Uh, yeah, well, we, um, we should find one that's less animal cruelty and more, cruelty. but like really addictive. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> So that they can't stop betting on it. Right. Oh, God. Okay. We'll have to come up with something. Yeah. We'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Speaking about dogs, I don't know if I shouted it out on the podcast that the uh, last dog to win the Westminster Dog Show is uh, Trumpet the Bloodhound from Champaign County. Yeah. I was really excited. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast before. I, I was pretty excited. I didn't, you texted me about it. Yeah, that was super. Because you didn't mention it on the podcast. Right, right. Because I found out like minutes after we had finished our podcast, which always seems to fucking happen. Okay, well, um, if you're listening to the podcast, 
help us come up with the most addictive uh, non-animal cruelty sport we could come up with that people will bet to on. Swindle Russians out of their <laughs> hard-earned rubles. <laughs> to swindle Russian oligarchs, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's really, if we just set it up so you can only bet in rubles, like their yeah. currency is like cut off from the rest of the world. So we would just kind of just alone by accepting rubles, we may be breaking international sanctions, but we also will like, they'll be dying for it, you know? I Ooh, I like that a lot. That's a good one. Um, I want to give a shout out to our listeners and our Twitter followers. We're up to 1,100 followers on Twitter now, Sam. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Getting to the point of... Uh, getting a lot of random people following me, which is great. Love it. So uh, if you are on social media, follow following up. us, Joe. Us, yes. I, I tweet. I tweet too. You do tweet. Or actually what happens is Sam texts me and says, hey, tweet this, and I do it. Right. That's oh, how my, I tweet. Yeah, that's how, that's how Sam tweets. Uh, our listeners are from um, Champaign, Illinois, Crystal Lake, Illinois, Schaumburg, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois this time, Burlington, Wisconsin, San Antonio, Texas, Bowie, England, Crown Point, Indiana, Mumbai, India, Atlanta, Georgia, Lisbon, Portugal. Thank you very much. Um, You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook and listen to us wherever you get your podcast. All right, Sam, here's, here's my headline. You ready? Yeah. It may be on July 12th that the wheels are coming off the Chicago White Sox season. Okay. Is that uh, today? That's today. We okay. just lost. So we're going into the stretch where now we're, we're loaded up against our division rivals, right? Yep. And so we go into the stretch. We drop two out of three to Minnesota. We split four with the Detroit Tigers. Okay. We've lost the first two in a season in a series against Cleveland. Okay. So now we're down to 41 and 45, six games behind Minnesota for the division lead, three and a half behind Cleveland. And we are also three and a half games out of the last wild card spot with a lot of teams ahead of us. Right behind the Orioles. Behind the sorry. Orioles. Exactly. I'm sorry to bring that up. I know. But that's yeah. kind of the surprise of the season, I feel. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can talk about the Orioles have been kicking kicking everyone's asses right now. And um, the the people in the stands are getting restless, calling for Bio Tony. The people on Twitter are getting restless, uh, calling for Bio Tony. Ozzy Guillen. He does a post-game commentary. He's right. restless. Hasn't called for firing Tony yet, but said uh, today, what's Tony got to lose? If he gets fired, what does he care? Which I think is a good observation. Right. So I don't know. It's not fun. They are listless. They look listless. And I don't know what to do to fix this team. Uh yeah, well, I'm not sure there's much you can do to fix this team. Joe, well, I I keep saying make you know dump on the ump for White Sox manager. I'll take the job. Right. Yeah, that's true. 
We will take the job. We will take the job. Vote dumb. Vote dumb. White Sox manager. Well, we um, got. Okay, so Joel, but okay, so say we do become the manager. I haven't been following the White Sox this season. You need to tell me what they need to do to you win. You like, okay? The trade baby. deadline is coming up. See, and I don't. All of the good players are already on our team. Maybe we need another bullpen arm. Um, so like kind of for the first third of the season, I kept being like, well, everyone's injured. So they'll get it together. They'll get it together. The only key piece they're still missing is Yasmani Grandal. Okay. Right. They've got everybody else back now. Um, They're still not winning games. And they're still not winning games. Okay. Here's problem number one. Let's go with this. I'm just looking at team stats. In Major League Baseball, the White Sox as a team are fourth in batting average at 255. However, they're 26th in the league in home runs and 23rd in the league in slugging percentage. So they like, they only hit singles. Rocking a shitload of singles. Yeah, exactly. And you don't. That's, that's Tony LaRusso right there. Like, <laughs> hit line drives. Hit line drives. Everyone hits line drives. Situational hitting. Hit it on the ground. Exactly. So many hit. Oh, my God. There's so many ground into double plays. Shit like that. So bad. And and because this should be a slugging team. Like, you look at a one, a one through five hitters. Like, that's Anderson, Abreu, Moncada, Robert, Jimenez. Like, those guys should be hitting home runs. Right. And and they're not. Jose Abreu and Luis Robert are tied for the team lead in home runs with 10 each. Oh, wow. That's yeah. not great. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrew Vaughn has eight. Jake Berger, and I don't think he's on the team now, has eight. And Gavin Sheets has seven. Uh, yeah, that's bad. That's very bad. It's not great. Nope. So I tell them to hit more home runs and absolutely stunt on whoever they hit a home run against. So do you fire Tony LaRusso first or you hire your hitting coach? Because it sounds to me like your hitting coach is first on the block. Right. Menoncino, Frank Menoncino, who's been there for a couple of years. That's what Italian. Get rid of him. (laughs) But Tony LaRusso's Italian also. You got too many Italians running your team. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's I, a hot take. Yeah, that's, that's a tweet hot. right there. That's a, yeah, I'll tweet that. I think that's not the first time your anti Italian sentiments have come out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, fire Frank Menachino, hire dump on the ump hitting coach, and we'll just tell them to hit home runs. And the key is to stunt whenever you hit a home run, like, stand there and watch it as long as you can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the other thing that's really great about Christian Vasquez is if he hits a single, he like throws his bat into the stands. <laughs> he just has like, he does a bat flip every single time he gets a hit. It's incredible. The other thing that's been killing the White Sox is just like stupid fucking things. So they were playing, uh, shit, I think this was against the Twins. They had two guys on with nobody out deep fly ball to center and both runners forgot to tag up so it was a triple oh my god yeah 
It was an eight five triple play. Now, and nobody knows what happened. Like, did the lead runner that was Adam Angle, did he think the guy didn't catch it? Or was he just not paying attention? And Moncada was on first, and he said he was watching Angle because Angle was on second. Right, past the buck. Exactly. And what, like, it was pretty funny, though. Like, all the coaches had the stupidest look on their face after that happened. We lost that game. And then today, we're playing the Cleveland Guardians. Um, we're down 4 nothing. I think Jose Ramirez already, I got to check this. I think Ramirez already had a home run in the game. And so he's up to bat with one guy on. I don't know how many outs. And so they have the pitcher throw first pitch. He fouls it off. It's 0-1. And then they intentionally walk him. Like, they throw him one strike. No, he had a two-run single in the third inning. They throw him one strike, and then they're like, okay, walk him. Why would you do that? Right. It's just weird shit like that. It's weird. Yeah, that does seem weird. Uh, And what are they saying about it? About like somebody in the Chicago media has to be like, why do you guys suck so bad? Yeah. Like, why does why is this team why is this team twenty third in slugging percentage or whatever it is? Like, yeah. <clears throat> those names, there's no reason that should be the case. Like, there's just too much talent there. It seems to me, and I again have not been following the season. Right. So, I think there is a weird. I don't know what it's like on other teams. But the media that I've consumed tended to be very defensive of the White Sox. And I think that the tipping point might be right now because you've got Steve Stone, who's our color analyst, for the first time all year, he's starting to like criticize the team on the air. He, uh-huh. he, the entire first half of the season, he has been the biggest like cheerleader for the team. Right. And it's just you gotta look at your local newspapers. Those are the guys who get yeah, in there. They're all behind or the athletic. Yeah. I'll check the athletic. The Chicago newspapers are behind paywalls, so I don't I like oh I read the headlines, but that's it. Right, right, right. And then the other one is Ozzy Gian. If Ozzy Gian is starting to be really critical of the team also, and he does that's what's good about the Boston sports media, is they are fucking up everyone's ass all the time. Yeah. You kind of need that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to do. We've actually got the second game of a doubleheader against Cleveland that's about to start. And then we've got... Did you win the first one? No, we lost the first one. Who pitched? Uh, Martin Davis. Hmm, Never heard of him. So after this, we're at Cleveland, at Minnesota versus Cleveland. So, like, those are our division rivals. Those are the games we have to fucking win. Right. I think someone's got to – I think someone's got to go. I think it's got to be your hitting coach. The hitting coach. Uh, yeah. I, I can That's, see. I mean, just as a unbiased and also uninformed observer, from what you've just told me, I think the hitting coach has got to go. Yeah. Because, I, um, like, it seems like a team that needs a shakeup, you know? Yes, definitely. Yep. 
and and a kick in the or a wake up call at the least. Well, and that's the hard thing too. I think we've talked about this where, like, the leader on the team is Jose Abreu, right? Right. But he's not really a chew people out kind of leader. Right. You never see him like yell at other guys or get on their cases. He's like positive attitude and try to lead by example. Work hard, like show up on time. Yeah, exactly. And which Love is those good. Guys. Yeah, like I, I like him a lot, but it's like they need someone in the clubhouse who's going who's willing to call out other dudes. Who's not who's not one of the coaches, like another player who's willing, who's got the respect of the team, but is also willing to like call out other guys for not putting in their full effort. We'll see. Or we'll just get our asses kicked by Minnesota and end up fucking trading Giolito or something like that. <laughs> just blow it all up. Blow it all up. That's what some folks on Twitter have been saying. And I think the just trade Giolito for Joe Madden or something like that. <laughs> just another old manager. I guess he's not that old. Yeah, I would hate to have Joe Madden or Joe Girardi. Um, Joe Girardi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the other point that other folks have made is if we blow it up now, our GM should be forced to resign. Like, yeah. Because this was supposed to be the rebuild. And if you blow up the rebuild. I think it's too early to throw in the towel. You're only six games back. You got what, like 70, 70 games left, something like that. Yeah. We're like just over the halfway mark on the season. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even giving up on the AL East and we're back like 16 games. Right. Right. But you guys are good. Well, we can, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> we're half we're half good. We're half amazing. Half amazing. And half terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh we should talk about that. One thing I wanted to say though, Thomas, our uh Seattle fan, is not on the show. The Mariners are in a wild card spot right now. Right. They've been playing really good ever since they got in that huge fight. And that's what the which he said, which he said would make no difference, and that they were still terrible and everything sucks. And I got needs to move to a place that has a little more sun. I think because he's just doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. <laughs> they won nine out of ten. Maybe that's what the White Sox need. The White hope. Let's have okay. That's what I'm pulling for. White Sox get into a fight with Cleveland Guardians in the second right half. now. Right now, yeah. Fight. yeah, 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 yeah. And fire your hitting coach. <laughs> <laughs> right, they should throw at Jose Ramirez first pitch, and then just brawl. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Boston, you guys are in the number one player uh, wild card spot. Yep. Two, you, oh, two games up on Seattle. And you're a half game behind Minnesota. But that doesn't matter because they're in another division. But you're still 15 games behind the Yankees. Yep. We lost last night. We split two or four from – okay. Let me just give you a little rundown about what's happening with the Red Sox. Just in case no one's been paying attention, which if you have been, it's actually been kind of incredible. 
The Red Sox had the best record in Major League Baseball in the month of June. Really good month. Um, and it was really kind of our offense, which I think is, I mean, it's hard to say the Yankees offense is not the best in the league, but I think the Red Sox offense is the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell, I, I can give you some pinpoint evidence of that, which I will uh, get into in a little bit. Um, the offense really started clicking. Uh, we lead the league in batting average. We lead the league in doubles for like top five in OPS runs. Um, you know, all the stats were way up there at the top. Uh, we're being led by Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, um, and Rafael Devers, who's putting together a, you know, top five MVP uh, vote getting year so mm-hmm. far. Um, really just hitting the shit out of the ball. I think that those guys might be one, two, three in doubles too. Oh, that's interesting. Um, they all have like 30 doubles. It's crazy. Uh, and um, uh, and then our starting pitching in the month of June was strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came into the season with like six or seven starting pitchers-ish. Say we had seven people who could start games coming into the season six of them are on the dl right now and the seventh one for some reason is can no longer pitch so in the we went in i think i said the last time we podcasted i was talking about this stretch of games where we played three uh three games up against the blue jays three games against the cubs and then 17 games against the rays and the yankees remember that Mm -hmm. So we're into, we played the Rays three times and the Yankees four times. Now we're playing the Rays three times and four times and the Yankees three times. So we're like halfway through that stretch. In that stretch, since the Blue Jays series, we have started minor league. So this is now 10 games, I think. We have started minor league pitchers in eight of those games. Ouch minor like minor leaguers not even like true rookies these are call-ups like as needed call-ups to start these games this is our triple a starting pitching roster Mm -hmm. we have not been playing very well (laughs) we've not been winning a lot of these games we split four with the yankees at home and honestly that felt like a huge win Uh, and i'll tell you why i think the red sox uh offense is better than the than the Yankees offense because we scored against their top pitchers uh-huh. we scored at least six runs a game in every single one of those games and with they outscored us but they were pitching against our they were hitting against our triple a starting rotation and our bullpen sucks <laughs> like we were getting we got at least five runs off of every single one of their starters except for who's that fucking d-bag <laughs> anyway, um, goal. I can't remember. Yeah. Name starts with a J, maybe. Jameson Tyon? Ty no, no, not him. Yeah. Um, oh, we rocked him too. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. One of the other guys. He's been around for a while. Um, he's their four guy, I think, or five guy. But anyway, we scored a bunch of runs off of their starters and their bullpen. And everyone's like, oh, the Yankees' bullpen. Look out for the Yankees' bullpen. Sure. We fucking rocked the Yankees' Good. bullpen. Good. Um, and, you know, the Red Sox' bullpen has sucked all year. 
but our starting pitching has held it together. Uh-huh. The, the starting pitching can give you six innings, then the bullpen will probably only give up three runs in the last three innings, probably. Right. And the Red Sox can score enough. Like if, if the Red Sox starting pitching can hold the opposing team to five runs, then the Red Sox can win that game because the Red Sox can score six to 10 runs against anybody. Mm-hmm. But if we're, we can't do that if we're pitching our triple our A guys and like, we don't have anybody. Right. Um, so Chris Sale is coming back tonight. Oh, um, good. Yep. I think Nate Evaldi is coming back on Friday. Uh, I think that we're going to get, um, what's his name? God damn it. Garrett Whitlock back before the all-star break. Although I think he's going back in the bullpen which we need him in there. Paxton, um, did Paxton have Tommy John? Yeah, he'll be back sometime in August, I think. Yavaldi back inflammation. Is that yeah. Rich Hill with a sprained left knee? Who? Do you have Rich Hill? Oh, how long do you Yeah, have? Rich Hill, he's out. Yeah. Michael Waka has been pitching really good. He's out. And then Nick Pavetta is not on you know, the DL, but he's lost his grip on reality or something. I don't know. He sucks <laughs> now. Or he's come back to earth. I don't know. Let me, but anyway, just... the Red Sox. So the thing about the Red Sox is, is that the offense has been, especially Devers has been hurt the past few days. But when he's in there, that offense is just a beautiful thing to watch because we got all, we got like power from both sides of the plate. We're kind of a righty heavy team, I guess, actually. But we got, um, you know, Alex Verdugo's really stepping his game up this year. Christian Vasquez is having a really huge bounce back year. Um, we got, uh, you know, Bobby Dalback's not doing very well. Frankie Cordero's doing better now, but there are these people, these, these guys who like slot in, in situational, yeah. uh, you know, starts or pinch hitting or whatever. And it's really working. And they're contributing when they need to. So it's really pretty good. Yeah. Your team, the Red Sox, lead the league in team batting average, 261, fourth in the league on base percentage, fourth in the league in runs, eighth in the league in slugging percentage. Yeah. So Doubles, yeah. a lot of doubles. We also haven't hit that many home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Devers has maybe Nine. 17, 19. 19. Uh, Trevor Story's got 15, mm-hmm. and then I think there are a couple guys like 10, 12 range, something like that. Trevor Story's got a real fascinating stat line here. He's got a yeah. 22 batting average with 15 home runs and 105 strikeouts. Yeah, he's having some. He had a really bad start to the year. Like that's a kind of skewed stat line because he didn't do shit until like the end of may okay um so he's been batting better than like he's been most of those stats come from that point Mm -hmm. um but he yeah his game plays really well in fenway park like he's a hard pull hitter and he can just freaking you know knock balls over that short fence all day long yeah yeah looks like Um, the advantage of it which is good. And, you know, he bet six in our lineup. He's leading, you know, not that RBIs are a thing, apparently, mm-hmm. but he's got 60 RBIs or some yeah. shit like that. He's top top five in the American League in RBIs, I think. 
definitely uh, or top 10 so anyway the offense is good the, the stat line on the red sox is that the offense is good and the pitching is shit it's yeah. shit it's probably the worst pitching in the league right now um <clears throat> we're like half a baseball team well the offensive half well, that yeah. offensive half of the baseball team. <laughs> <sighs> We're like what the Angels try to be every year. Right. But the Angels are an absolute trash team. <laughs> Just really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, well, I could talk about my trip to San Francisco. That was kind of fun. Yeah, do it. Uh, I went, uh, what was that, two weeks ago, July 4th? Uh, went to San Francisco to watch a couple of White Sox at San Francisco Giants games. The White Sox actually won both of those games. And I met a bunch of other people from Twitter, which was cool. Can I stop you real quick? Yep. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that the White Sox really just need to put you on the payroll to travel with the team and go to all of the games. Yes. I don't think you've ever seen the White Sox lose, right? I'm five and oh, I'm probably jinxing myself. <sighs> five and oh, this season. This season, yeah. 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 I've seen them lose before, just not this season. They're, they're, right. They're anyway, five. tweet at the White Sox. Just let them know. Maybe they want to give like, me a deal. They're probably, they're probably like, you know, they're those crazy superstitious Italians. They'll probably like just put you on the payroll right away. Yeah. So for the record, <laughs> The White Sox are 36 and 45 when I'm not there and 5 and 0 when I am there. Tweet at him, man. <laughs> I will. Four of those five have been road games. It was versus Tampa Bay and then two at Detroit, and now two at San Francisco. And they won all five of those games. Um, Oracle Park on the San Francisco Bay is fucking beautiful. Um, right by the bay, right? You can walk out on the outfield wall. Um, concessions. Oh, I got the garlic fries was the only concessions I got, which were really good. Really salty though. After right. I, I had to get water after I ate a whole plate of garlic fries because I was like, my mouth was completely dehydrated. Huh. The beers for Good beer selection, you know, San Francisco prices, which is fine. I don't really mind that. Um, right. What's and it, more expensive, San Francisco or New York? I think y Yankees. I don't know. Are the Yankees and the Mets the same? Probably. No, yeah. the Yankees are more expensive, I think, actually. I want to say it was thirteen fifty for the tall boy. Yeah, I think that's the same as the Mets. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about the beer selection at Oracle Park was because um, I had just come from Comerica Park in Detroit where they've only got like two concession stands that have like uh, not specialty beers, but like, you know, IPAs and things like that. Uh -huh. Other than that, it's all it's only Modelo or Miller Lite, like at your regular stands. But right. in Cisco, you could get pretty much any beer you wanted at any stand you wanted. So I appreciated that. Uh, also, the fans were really nice. I went the first game with my cousin and <laughs> family. But like, um, I sat in 
like the 300 section way for the second game, way the hell up there, pretty much behind home plate, which was cool. Um, I sat with like a dad and his daughter and he was explaining baseball to her and I don't know, it was just nice. People were nice. And then I was also sitting in front of like a group of, I assume Chinese Americans. And it was funny to listen to them, like say, go switching back and forth between Chinese and English as they talked about the baseball game. Anyway, absolutely gorgeous. Um, Went out with the other White Sox Twitter people afterwards for beer, but then they had to go catch their plane which was cool. And then um, I went to see my family up north of San Francisco, took uh, the ferry across the San Francisco Bay, got cool. to boat. That was always fun. And yeah, it was great. It was awesome. I need to do trips like that more often. Yeah, that's cool. And it was fun hanging with the Twitter crowd. It was fun. Yeah, they were cool. They were really excited. They're like, oh, you're dope. Oh yeah, that's the other thing is, that's like the first time in my life where I just respond to the name Dump. Yeah, it's a yeah. good nickname. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a good nickname. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Um, so Luke and Steve and there were a couple other people. And we did after the you game. You know those guys already, right? Or no? On Twitter. Yeah. Just on Twitter. Yeah. And we did like the uh, classic tourist thing. We went down to fisherman's wharf and went to in and out burger nice is that where they throw the fish around oh no that's seattle oh, that's seattle that's pike place like yeah but it did get me thinking like be like comparing whatever tourist sections right like it's got a real well, not a real it's got a little bit of a coney island feel right right you're walking down coney the- island is the shit though oh yeah i like fisherman's yeah. I think okay. Coney Island feels a little bit more authentic. Okay, I thought that you were you were using that as a a bad thing. A dig on Fisherman's War. No, 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 no. I just think that every big city has something like this. But like, so right. Chicago's got Navy Pier, and we had a right. conversation about this where we all agreed that Navy Pier is probably the worst of like. Oh. But, you know, it's downtown. Because it's not on the ocean. Maybe. Yeah, it's on the lake. It's on the lake. But it's still got the, like, kind of festival, not festival feel. Carnival? Carnival, yeah. Like, like yeah. carnival all the time kind of feel. Like, they've got a Ferris wheel. And, like, you can go to shows and stuff. Oh, it was good. San Francisco's awesome. Have you been there? Never been, no. Yeah, I think you would really like it. Yep. Yeah, it's a good food town. I got to get out there one of these days. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And the, the first night when I was with my family, went to Chinatown. Sick. Got authentic Chinese food. And the star of that show was the salt and pepper crab, uh, fried crab. Yeah. You sent me a picture. That was pretty amazing. I should post that picture. Yeah. Um, I love Chinese food so and- much. It's really good. Chinese food is the ball. It is really. It's like one of the things that scares me about moving out of a big city is lack of access to Chinese food. Yeah, that's true. 
Because I, I love Chinese food. Oh my god! But in New York, I'm a little hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ranking Chinatowns, it's got to be New York, San Francisco, one, two. Um, right. LA. San Francisco is the biggest Chinatown in the country, I think. San Francisco is. I think so. Yeah, I would believe that. And then uh, Portland, Portland, Oregon, actually has a real nice Chinatown. Um. Chicago's got a small Chinatown, but it's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, all right, what are we forgetting about? Did you watch any more tennis? Uh, no, but so it's an interesting thing. Novak Djokovic won um, his 21st major open. Okay. Which is second all time behind Rafael Nadal, who had to drop out of the semifinal match before the semifinal match with a torn abdomen muscle. Mm -hmm. um, and it was kind of a big deal because Roger Federer, they were all tied at 20 at the beginning of this year. And mm -hmm. then Nadal won the Australian Open and the French Open for two more. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Djokovic won the um, Wimbledon, uh, and but he won't be competing in the U.S. Open because of the vaccine mandate. Oh, really? Yep. <clears throat> and I don't know about Nadal. I don't know how serious that's weird. He was. But he was allowed to compete at Wimbledon. Yeah. Oh. Yep. That surprises me. Um, um, just because I feel like the U.S. has had the weakest vaccine requirements of any of those countries. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, anyway, the point is he played this guy, Australian Kyrgyz or something. I forget his last name. He's this real head case, sort of like crazy man. Um, okay. And he, I was rooting, pulling hard for Djokovic in this. Okay. Match, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. This guy, during the Wimbledon tournament, it came out that he's being charged with domestic abuse against his ex-girlfriend in Australia. Like, and he's gonna like fly home from Wimbledon and have to go to court. So okay. uh, he's a real fucking D-bag is okay. all I'm saying. I gotta look up this guy's name um, just to make sure everyone knows. So you gotta side with the anti-vaxxer against the domestic abuser. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. That's just, that just sucks. <laughs> uh, now I'm beginning to wonder if there's like a toxic. Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios. Real fucking a-hole. And apparently he's a good tennis player who can never put, get his shit together because he just has like full on meltdowns on the court, like real crybaby bullshit, right. um, which he did a couple times in this tournament. Real. He had kind of a, he had an easy route to the final though. Um, <laughs> a couple people, big guys got upset in front of him and then like not upset like mad yeah. like upset like yeah. they lost in the early rounds and i think that some people maybe weren't trying as hard because this is not a points tournament uh mm -hmm. this year because of their banning of the russians um and then he was supposed to play nadal in the semifinal, and then nadal withdrew so he didn't even have to play a semi-final match at all to make it to the final it's so anyway, didn't deserve to be there. I hope he rots in jail or whatever the fuck they do with domestic abusers down under. Right. Um, probably not jail because he's a famous white person. Um, I wonder. And it's Australia. I don't know how they 
run things down there. When's the right. in Stoke? September, no, end of August. End of August. Are the Russians going to be allowed to that one? I think so. Okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah, because the U.S. Open is the rowdy one. Right, yeah. And fans don't, yeah, the fans will be jeering the Russians, I hope. Yeah, but there's also a lot of Russians here, so. Oh, that's a good point. That could get interesting. And the Belarusian, Belarusians? Belarusians. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Um, neat. I'm trying to think if there's anything. The else. women's winner at Wimbledon was a Russian. Okay, and why she, was she allowed? She was playing under the flag of Kazakhstan, which huh. she has done for her whole career, but she's a Russian. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess when she was a kid, her she couldn't get funding or something through the Russian Tennis Federation, but her one of her parents is from Kazakhstan, so she got like funding through Kazakhstan, but mm-hmm. is she's a Russian. Good for her. Yeah, a Russian spy, probably. <laughs> yeah, a Russian spy from Kazakhstan. And from like Kazakhstan. Yeah. All right. A, we should not get off track, but I'm curious why Belarus is banned, but not Kazakhstan. Right. Like I think they're supporting the Russians still, and they're part of the Soviet former Soviet Union. And future Soviet Union. And future Soviet Union. <laughs> right. Right. USSR, we thought you guys got dissolved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's 47 minutes of a podcast. I think that's a good length. Um, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Please continue to do so once again. Follow us on all your social media applications, Twitter, at Dump on the Ump, as long as Elon Musk doesn't purchase it. Facebook, Dump on the Ump, Instagram. We have a WordPress blog. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Sam, my name is Joel. Everyone, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet.